tribe, it's a new age groove, one step at a time, yeah, we move to the tune, while we're set in the style, know it is what it is, chamo new, new high, good vibes when we get down with the tribe, it's a new age groove, one step at a time, yeah, we move to the tune, while we're set in the style, know it is what it is, Hey everyone, welcome to News by the Catalyst, a podcast about politics, culture, and entertainment. We'll be your hosts, Jerry Benedict. And Justine Wanda. So Justine, um, mm-hmm. so much has been going on. Something very remarkable, in my opinion, happened. And that was BBI in the mud. Yes. So the BBI was declared unconstitutional by a five-judge bench in a very landmark judgment. The high court scuttled the BBI process, timing the three-year quest to amend the constitution illegal, null, and void. Yes. Honestly, to me, this is like the best news so far. Maybe now they'll have money to screw us over in that election. True. And the judges cited about 20 grounds for nullification of this process, including a declaration that the BBI task force Mm -hmm. that engineered the law change is an illegal entity. Yeah. So, and with this news, you know, some international uh, news outlets were out here shaming the ruling, saying that BBI's stoppage by the courts was a failure in end- in ending ethnic politics. That is, biz- I mean, girl, please. I mean, there's no document that can end ethnic politics. Have you seen individuals at traditional wedding ceremonies of intertribal marriages? Yeah. Honestly, the disapproval is instinctual. Like, <laughs> no document will essentially solve that problem. Even if the people from the same tribes don't like each other, you know, the national ID fails to solve tribalism. Yeah. And also attempting to overturn the constitution because of greed is unconstitutional. You know, this isn't the land's ministry, you know, where people just get to do what they want. You know, they've been having that privilege, but for the first time, we have the power in our hands. Yes. So... In the expected fashion, many politicians started to distance themselves from the BBI immediately after the rule. They're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. BBI, who? Me? No. <laughs> so defectors were doing ping pong rounds like we didn't have tweets to prove their flip-floppy nature. No, like yeah. the DCU in KOT is very strong. Very strong. You can never just walk away and pretend that we didn't see that. Yeah. So I guess MCS will have to awkwardly return those cars. They probably won't because <laughs> they were swept away by these recent flash floods. Yeah. And like the Attorney General is seeking an appeal to the BBI ruling. Mm-hmm. First of all, isn't the AG, you know, supposed to be defending stuff that is related to the country and not vouching for politicians? Yeah. Secondly, for the appeal to work, he'll need to overturn like 20 unconstitutional contentions as pointed out by the five bench I think, uh, yeah. panel. I think we really have like child's play for the government. People keep on poking their business on things that don't concern them. Mm-hmm. They take themselves in performing tasks that they were not bestowed on them. Like it's just so funny because we even had like the health CSOs out here touting <laughs> that we'll have the best success by May 2022. We don't even have vaccines. Like uncle, face your front. Yes. Stick to the right things at the moment. <laughs> So I'm calling for a failed appeal right now that mm-hmm. as much as faith as I've had in this justice system my whole life. You know, this is so embarrassing because also MCS just were so out of turn during this entire process. Yeah. Most of them saying that we now have to elect judges the way we elect political people. Following the BBI ruling, politicians have been acting like you know, yeah. MCAs were holding press conferences telling judges that they are wrong, and one politician had the audacity to even threaten judges on live TV. 
you know, I'm sorry, but last I checked, the one dictator we had is with the Lord now, you know, yeah. or wherever he <laughs> is. Yes. And respecting a judge's ruling is important for this country. It means that at least one institution is working in some capacity. I know, this is just so ridiculous. These politicians need to stay in their lane. Yes. You know, you're not even doing your job. You're trying to give yourself more jobs, like trying to act like a jack of all trades. Well, in reality, you're just being a jackass of all trades. <laughs> so, and... With all those problems, I mean, we are not left um, to be in a safe environment or to just have things going the right way. Because Nairobi yes. has been getting rocked with flash floods, with mm-hmm. water, flooding all areas and like into people's houses in South Sea and Nairobi West. Yeah. You know, some people's cars were submerged in the floodwaters because, you know, Nairobi, like Nairobi Metropolitan Services have not, for, have not gotten around to fixing the drainage system. <laughs> and are still trying to figure out where to put the cab on grass. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, this whole situation is so bad because on, on like Tok Tok Road, a mm-hmm. wall came down onto people's cars and incidents such as these were likely to increase because these flash floods, I don't think they're going to stop. Yeah. You know, and these flash floods were obviously accompanied by blackouts and traffic which mm-hmm. isn't surprising, you know, because Kenya Power is already so good at not doing their job. Gosh, I, I just hope people are seeing the kind of government that we have. So the next time we have an election, that you elect the same people, I'm going personally going to go door to door to every person's house and mm-hmm. kick their ass. Like, you cannot <laughs> let us have a repeat of this scenario. Yeah. And, you know, so these flash floods were, like, as you said, were accompanied by blackouts and also, like, people in low-income in, like, low areas were worst hit because, for example, Kibera... Because, you know, the way Nairobi is designed, it's mm-hmm. elite, like the elitist and water often drains to low-income neighborhoods. So they're the ones that even suffer the most. Yeah. Because the reason is because some afternoon neighborhoods are flooding. And, okay, some the reason some afternoon neighbors are actually flooding is because they are built on riparian land. Yeah. yeah. This was bound to happen. You know, Wangari Mathai did not lie when she said... You disrespect the environment the way Moi did and you'll end up dead. Actually, she didn't so- say those words, but I just feel like it was implied. Yeah, in people her should work. have taken my sis really serious with what she said. Yes. So, um, on the same subject of the environment, the billionaire Rai family is yet to receive the necessary state nod to explore to exploit public forest, delaying full operation of the pan paper mills factory that closed shop in two thousand and nine. So for all of you who don't know, the Pan Paper Mills factory was a paper factory that was key to the Western Kenya economy. Mm-hmm. And it, when it shut down in 2009, there was a push by the then government and even this government right now to have these industries revived. Yeah. So a lot of companies kind of bidded to get uh, an opportunity to help revive this industry. And the Rai family... That mm-hmm. owns, I think, the Ripley Industries applied and they got this contract to do it. But for them to be able to carry out this particular thing, they have to get a licensing for to exploit the the forest in Kenya. Yeah, and the government kind of said no. So that's where we are right now. Oh yeah. So the Industrialization Cabinet Secretary Betty Miner told Parliament that the Rai Group, ha, uh, sorry, the Rai Group. Mm-hmm. was to obtain the Kenya Forest License, which is a mandatory requirement in the Sales and Purchase Agreement. Yeah. She said the Rai Group has requested for a license of 36 years to exploit public forests uh, for raw materials for both fuel and pulpwood, and they are being denied by the same government. You know, and I think because 
I, I think, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm, okay, this is my opinion. Yeah. Being denied by the same government. I've had stories about how people want to do investments and the government are like, oh, you know what? Because <laughs> we need to get something from that. And when people refuse, they're like, okay, no, we're not giving you this opportunity to have this investment. Yeah. And but, the, like in the same spirit, you know, mm-hmm. the government is telling people like to get into the privatization of public institutions. Yeah. And in the same spirit, they're still standing in the way of that. You know, the way like those witches in Nollywood movies do, you know, just driving and then they show up. That's yeah, literally how the Kenyan government Which is ridiculous. Operates. I can't believe they still want us to import pulp to make paper. Like <laughs> literally, those are one of the easiest basic things we should be able to do in our country. Yeah. You know, they just want, ugh, it's just. And, you know, on matters uh, privatization, so we had the tourism CS Balala, you know, mm-hmm. a man whose name suggests we're going to have trouble. <laughs> was that it again asking why the government runs national parks? He said that these are things that need to be corrected and this is time to think again. So he was talking about how it's time to privatize national parks and game reserves. Because apparently the government has learned a lot about the reality of COVID-19 and is seeking to use public slash private business models to help run national parks. So I'm very concerned about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, does it mean that people will own giraffes and elephants now? And yeah. also, I already can't get to giraffe mana as it is. You know, it's very expensive. Yeah. Also, was it uh, like the private entity thing, Naomi's idea? I just want to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be prepping for elephant mana too, yeah. you know? But <laughs> this... Um, this is just not okay, in my opinion. Because first of all, mm-hmm. conservation land is already a problem for nomad communities, and now the one to private, the one to private entities to run national parks. Yeah. Because you know, okay, firstly speaking, because when you go to these national parks and game reserves, you find these people that are allowed to actually operate in there, and the people that help normal officials and everything to be able to guard poachers from attempting to get into these places. So sometimes yeah. they do the job of hunting these guys down when the officials are not there. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, it's going to be tough because even these private entities are going to be given to, <clears throat> you know, the whites, of course. <laughs> so Of course. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is that, you know, when you have, when they get this nat- the chance to get these national parks and everything, yeah. they're going to need to make money when it's the private sector. So they're going to try and pump situations that would bring money back mm-hmm. and so we're going to see hotels restaurants and all things coming up in these spaces that are meant to be natural habitats for these animals yeah. so so they're just gonna take capitalism straight to where it's not supposed to be yeah and they're gonna i'm 100 sure they're going to harm these animals because obviously you know how human beings are with the pollution not yeah. just noise but how they look like they litter and these are as you said, natural resources that are specifically dedicated to animals yeah. and it's going to be a dangerous situation. So, you know, when this happens, I don't want to see anyone complaining that they met a lion at their backyard. You know, this is <laughs> the coast of the government. These animals are going to flee away because the zen and the environment that they used to have like, has been taken away from them. So, you know, welcome yeah. monkeys, warthogs. I mean, any sort of animal you can think of to take shelter in your backyard. Yeah, and also, the CS, mm-hmm. he said that nobody imagined that there's a market called the, the, the domestic market. Yeah. And he said that not it, this thing is not only in Kenya. You know, we tried it, but a lot of countries never appreciated their local and domestic clientele who are people around you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, who are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Who exactly are you referring to? Because a lot of economies around the world are built 
specifically for the people who live there so that people who are outside when they visit they already have an infrastructure for the local market you can't just for like bonfire ventures yeah. is like a whole franchise mm-hmm. that was built because there was need yeah. for a domestic market and you know domestic tourism has been increasing d- during this covid-19 era people have been really appreciating going to these national parks so that if this is going to be a move then it's going to take us back to where we were yeah. starting on the drawboard i agree So you know what we just need things to stick as they are we don't need privatization privatization sorry of mm-hmm. that to happen yeah so <laughs> the in matters private it <laughs> is <laughs> private yeah so um a kakamega woman stormed the church to stop the wedding of <clears throat> her husband <laughs> the woman Susan Shikuku claimed she and her husband were just in short in a short separation with her husband Dismas Ndula and had never gotten a divorce. Clearly when they had the talk things were not communicated clearly. I just want to know you know like the wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently was booked in two different locations so that to evade uh Susan's obvious uh know how yeah. of what was happening but i guess there's no detective like a wife uh scorned yeah. you know we have uh we have a new gen mugo in our hands mm-hmm. so yeah. however the drama unfolded ndula took advantage of the situation and quickly exchanged vows <laughs> with his new second wife <laughs> this is just so much drama <laughs> but <laughs> But you know maybe someone needs to have some girl talk with Shikuku and let her know this man ain't worth it. You yeah. are l- really doing this. <laughs> Clearly the hands of Patrick he has a hold on her. Yeah, I'm so sorry to her. You know in other stressful marriage situations, Nyotandogo's mm-hmm. husband left her after an April Fools prank yeah. where she said she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then the Dutchman, the guy she uh, she was married to, mm-hmm. stopped picking her calls. Uh, responding to her WhatsApp messages and then he eventually blocked her. You know when I was reading this story at first instance, I actually thought she pranked that I thought that she pranked that um she was pregnant but mm-hmm. happened to not be pregnant. So maybe the the, the husband would have been pissed because he wanted a boy but turns out to be the opposite and it's like, you know what? This was just like a saving it was like a savior moment. Yeah. She really dodged a bullet because she got to see how her husband would react when she was in case she was like actually pregnant yeah. so it was like a rehearsal for the real situation mm-hmm. so nyotandago the stars were really in your favor preventing you from an impending doom <laughs> don't think that the stars were deemed they were actually in your favor because yeah. you don't want a man that can't protect or take care of your child i agree so with protection and taking care of people amazon is integrating mpesa payments to purchases and everything so it's good news to all of you bezos and pesa supporters out there safaricom <laughs> announced that amazon shoppers will be able to pay through mpesa soon yeah you guys are so lucky you know they they did not give a timeline on this obviously yeah uh and but they already have an ongoing partnership that was signed in February 2020 yeah. when Safaricom became a reseller of Amazon web services so Bezos is obviously everywhere uh, like all these Mpesa shops zenyazina float <laughs> but you know uh, we hung on this hopes i mean like through time i remember when they were talking about how they're going to set up mm-hmm. like a Starbucks in Nairobi they're going to set up like a McDonald's and people like yeah it's coming it's coming they should be talk about these things but they never get to happen so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if you don't see amazon in kenya till 2062 or something <laughs> so however a lot of people are barely impressed with this because they had said this in 2019 and many are pointing out that delivery services are a bigger issue for the local e-commerce markets mm-hmm. so 
Mr. Poster, you all have been fumbling the bag on this front. Amazon is trying to take your place. But, you know, as much as we're saying this, it makes sense because we have the worst addressing system in the country. Like, yeah. we really need to fix that fast. We need houses addressed and everything so that they can people can actually be able to buy these things and they dropped at your door or something. But we don't even have this name, like, addressing system perfectly in Kenya. And this was something that Miguna Miguna was championing for. People yeah. should really take him seriously. I know he's a crazy-ass guy, but... <laughs> Like that he was, was a good something. point. Yeah, he was onto something. <laughs> so apparently a lot of Amazon shoppers have also complained that shipping fees are through the roof. So imagine just buying something from that Bezos site and then it's stuck somewhere in the Suez Canal when you paid two months of rent as shipping fees. I know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it would take time for you to wait. You know, people literally have those kind of fantasies of a delivery guy comes to your door and it's <laughs> a hot delivery guy. <laughs> so you're sitting there waiting and you're... It's stuck then. By the time your product is coming, you're old. And it's a young delivery guy. And you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we hope that introduction happens. Because we also have Twitter introducing a subscription service to people. So the subscription service will be called Twitter Blue. And it's going to go for $2.99. Where people will be able to save their five tweets to a thing called collections. Which I essentially thought is what my bookmarks actually wow but it turns out it's gonna have like an extra way that you can hand yeah you can Mm -hmm. like get money from it or something yeah i think the collections feature Mm -hmm. is supposed to have a way that you can save your favorite tweets under different categories so that when you're trying to find it it's kind of easier for you Mm -hmm. it's very unclear when twitter subs uh the sub uh, Twitter's subscription service is going to roll out, mm-hmm. but the company has tested features like undoing tweets, a charge to use the dashboard dashboard app TweetDeck, mm-hmm. and they're also looking to introduce something called Super Follows, yeah. which uh, lets you follow a creator or publisher for a monthly subscription fee to get uh, exclusive content. Do you know there's an audience of people that's seething right now? We have those people that champion for, oh, we want the edit button for Twitter. But I'm like, Twitter's not going to be fun when you guys get the edit button. We Mm -hmm. can't do cancel culture anymore. And that's like (laughs) peak entertainment for me. So Twitter, you're doing a good job by taking away that edit edit button feature. So, you know, go forth with this new collections feature. (laughs) So, but, you know, scrolling forever with that out sounds nice. But how will I know my Favorite telecom company is introducing a new cheaper calling service. Yeah, I like scrolling when there's ads. And also yeah. capitalism works harder than everyone because when everyone moves to pay Twitter, you know, I'll just probably be waiting for, for people to do screenshots mm-hmm. about the tweets that were undone. So I will still be in the loop of what is happening. Yeah, and you know, if that happens, I'm sure there'll be somewhere, somebody somewhere will create like an app mm-hmm. and then people will be going there to share screenshots of Twitter. It's just the same thing that happens with TikTok. You know how people <laughs> bring TikTok from TikTok to Twitter? Yeah. And it's like, you don't even have to have TikTok because you can get TikTok on Twitter. Essentially. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm depending on everyone who's building that particular capitalist app economy. Mm-hmm. I am all for you guys. Yeah. So, and I blame this on the people who kept tweeting, can't believe this app is free. So <laughs> they gave these guys the idea to monetize and also, sorry, you won't be able to tweet that anymore. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. So you're <laughs> out of content. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, it looks like Twitter is doing big things and moving forward with things. Mm-hmm. Just as the same as a Catholic community. So, we have a situation where angered liberals within the Catholic community were pissed with the recent actions of German priests that decided to unionize same-sex, like same-sex sorry, 
couple marriages. Mm-hmm. So this is actually despite the Vatican doctrinals of his statement that it won't recognize same-sex marriages mm-hmm. as said in March, which was a shock to many since Pope Francis has been very conciliatory towards gay people than perhaps any other pontiff we've had in office. Yeah, so this whole situation is kind of annoying, to say the least. Mm-hmm. You know, priests and diocese uh, and the diocese at large mm-hmm. have joined the Love Wins initiative in mm-hmm. cities of Berlin, Munich, and Cologne, mm-hmm. and other archdioceses in rural areas. You know, one clergy official said that by saying God is love, they cannot tell people who embrace loyalty, unity, and responsibility to each other that they're, what they are practicing isn't love. Yeah. So, obviously, but, you know, I look forward to the blessing. You know, we're going to have all forms of relationship. You know, yeah. uh, classic heterosexual marriages, divorced and remarried couples, unmarried couples, and yes, same-sex couples. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, he told the Thompson Writers Foundation. So, you see, if priests, the people who are regarded to be very rigid, are actually becoming woke yes. you know this should be a wake-up call for you <laughs> woke everyone wake up yeah so <laughs> in march more than 2000 priests um theologians and other members of the catholic church community in germany and austria signed a petition in favor of blazing some sex couples yeah. so abolition of traditional institutions is key to ensure a more inclusive environment for all the communities so this is a win for the slanting hand community like i love <laughs> that we are being progressive and everything yes so you know kudos kudos to the catholic church for you know taking this step mm-hmm. and everything so um and you, as the catholic church decided to do this there's also a particular baby somewhere in the world that did it like did it itself mm-hmm. do you really refer to babies as, as it so like <laughs> honestly i don't know a diy baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> But a woman, Amy Dunbar, caught mm-hmm. the attention of many talking about an unusual experience in which she gave birth when she was asleep. So this was detailed wow. at uh, <laughs> a 12 hour, like 12 hours of labor. Mm-hmm. She was given an epidural which gave her some much needed sleep and pain relief. So oh. hmm. moments later, you know, the nurses uh, returned to check on her and realized that by her, mon- uh, by her monitoring equipment that she had had a big contraction while she was asleep and woke up. Uh, woke her up to say she couldn't feel the baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So while pulling up her blanket, it dawned on her that a ball or something was there, mm-hmm. and apparently it was her baby. You know, this baby just decided. You know, these people are not taking me seriously. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk out of this womb. Like <laughs> I am done. Yeah, I am done being in here. Yeah. So they called out the doctor. Said the baby was not crying, but after examinations, they said the baby was perfectly fine. Like I love this story. Yeah. The baby is already an epitome of a strong, independent woman. Yeah. So it's done. Yeah. So I'm picturing a, a scenario like she was with her girls. She was like, Yeah, I gave birth to my baby, like in 1998, and the baby's like giving birth, like Susie didn't do anything i did <laughs> all the work by myself like what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> heavy crawling. yeah and you know this is a message to all the babies that are outside there watching in their wombs and everything yeah. you know you can do the work <laughs> i mean just try and make it easy you've been given a very all-exclusive nine-month studio apartment to live in <laughs> And now you, it's time you pop yourself out. Like, that's the least you can do, actually. Erica, speaking of babies, yeah. <laughs> another woman, mm-hmm. her name is Erica Weber, went viral after sharing a video that was viewed over millions of times showing that, uh, showing her baby moments after it was born. 
claiming that her son weighed a whopping 12 pounds 6 ounces during birth mm-hmm. which is staggering oh that's like a big that's a very big baby <laughs> that's a big know? baby <laughs> so the baby was already massive before birth and the doctors panicked wanting to schedule an early section because mm-hmm. it would have been very impossible for it, this to happen during like using like natural birth and everything yeah So the baby came out of the hospital wearing three month like a three month old baby's clothing and size one diapers and at six months would have to wear clothing made for a one year and a few months old baby. So Whoa! I just feel like it's very scary to give birth to a very big baby. Yeah, you know that's already due for a huge credit score and is liable to pay taxes. You know this is scary and it's <laughs> this should be a wake up call like these stories are the best for you to actually know that birth control is really needed. Imagine giving birth to a baby and they come out to the beard and a mustache. <laughs> and now you have to <laughs> they need to take over the world. Yeah, you have to include gelat in your ban- baby bundle gifts and everything. Yeah, but I just feel like people are very against big babies mm-hmm. and I think you know big babies lives matter. Yeah, people should embrace the big baby propaganda yeah, as much as you embrace baby. everything black white blue yellow big <laughs> small babies <laughs> So yeah, embrace all of them. Yeah. So it seems that the CDC is embracing new regulations that actually need to make people not like relax is like they relax sorry, relax its regulation on people wearing masks outdoors. Yeah. So they say that vaccinated people should could go maskless when outdoors. Whenever they are alone or within members of their household or with small gatherings of other vaccinated individuals. So last week the CDC shifted its position and said that all vaccinated people can go maskless whenever. Yeah. This was met with skepticism as anti-vaxxers are smiling ear to ear right now. You know they're probably lying through their teeth about being vaccinated. Yeah. And people have also raised concerns about this new ease of the mask rule, stating that they'll continue to wear their masks and that the CDC is a bit sus, sus you know, yeah. for not and they can't be trusted in this moment. Thank okay. God this is not happening in Kenya. I was okay without getting hugs, like awkward hugging and having to knock <laughs> my head with somebody else. So yeah. this is bad news for them and good news that it's not happening here for me. Which ironically, yeah. anti-vaxxers have decided that they're going to start wearing masks mm-hmm. to prevent themselves from radiation from vaccinated individuals. So if you ah. think about it, this whole thing is working out to People yeah. not getting infected. So it's still a it's still a win yes. as much as it's been uh like it's been gone through in the weird like in the most weird fashion or way. Yeah. yeah. You know and in the smartest vaccines, you know, a nurse in Italy accidentally administered six doses of uh Pfizer vaccine to a patient as a single shot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> This is wow. While back home Kenyans are worried about <laughs> whether they're getting a second dose or not others are getting six mm. the privilege must be nice you know, the patient was 23 mm-hmm. uh she was put under or she was put under observation mm-hmm. for 24 hours at noah hospital in tuscany yeah and was given lots of fluids anti-inflammatory and fever medication before being released the following day Well, was this this could be in the name because Noah in Swahili <laughs> is like to make a mistake or to be wrong. Mm-hmm. They should probably consider renaming the hospital facility. Yeah. But hey, wow, six shots, 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 shots. <laughs> Luckily, she's yeah. experiencing like no side effects uh, to the overdose. Because mm. um, each vial of the Pfizer vaccine has six doses. So every dose is extracted individually and placed in separate diluted vials. So in this case, the NAS administered the full amount from an undiluted vial. 
Super. So upon realizing her mistake, you know, she informed the patient and attending physi- physician mm-hmm. who then started monitoring the patient for any adverse reactions. The yeah. local health authorities and the patient's family were also informed. Apparently, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Yeah. You know, similar uh, incidents have happened in different places like Germany. Yeah, and this just shows that first world countries are hoarding vaccines. Imagine having so many vaccines that you make mistake with it. Because if you had not that much, you would be careful with what you're doing. So the fact that they their shelves stacked with vaccines everywhere, it's easy for them to be careless and reckless while we are suffering here. Yeah. So Pfizer studies have found that people who receive up to five times the normal dosage don't have additional reactions. So Antonella Vincenti, MD, Director of Infectious Disease at NOAA Hospital said, so the hospital will test the patient's blood regularly to monitor her immune response and long-term effects. Yeah. They have also launched an investigation to review safety procedures as they should. Yeah. So, director of the patient security said, this is something that should never happen. Unfortunately, due to our limits as human beings, as well as organizational limits, things like that can happen because human is to error. Yeah, that yeah. was the summary of this entire situation. Oh, <laughs> we made a mistake. Yeah. She didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of people who did die, but were kind of silly, in Santa Rosa, in Santa Rosa, Florida, a mm-hmm. man was arrested for bank. First of all, I just said Florida, so you know it's some um, BS coming up. Yeah. So in Santa Rosa uh, County, Florida, a mm-hmm. man was arrested for a bank robbery, mm-hmm. but it was an unusual robbery because the man had a very unexpected getaway car. He decided to get away in a taxi. Yeah. No, the Whoa. man <laughs> Elijah Shelton, mm-hmm. twenty-four. A uh, called a cab to his house, which then drove drove him to the bank. It's mm. called Sinovas Bank of Navarre Park. Yeah. Oh my God. You see how thieves are making other thieves look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you remember from the producers of terrorists using PSVs? Yeah. We bring you back robberies using taxes. <laughs> so he told the cab driver to wait for him. He then proceeded to go into the bank where he demanded cash. So Mr. Shelton got away with about 8300 $8,300, and he came out, calmly got into his cab, which then dropped him off at his home in Niceville. I think, I love that his home is in a place called Niceville. Yeah, and then he's... Yeah, maybe that's what prompted him to call a cab. You know, I'm a nice person, on, I come yeah. from Niceville. You yeah. call a cab. <laughs> it's so, all in the town and everything. Yeah, so Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson mm-hmm. said to... Uh, sorry, uh-huh. Shelton, uh, sorry... Shelton ordered a taxi mm-hmm. from the journey f- uh, from the journey on the spot taxi uh, service. So needless to say, we apprehended him. So this is the county mm, official. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, we appreh- apprehended him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. We haven't recovered the money, but we definitely recovered him. So that's all that matters. So you know what? Oh, this is so sad. I feel like he rolled, but I feel really... I have like some pity for him because mm-hmm. he didn't go through this in a rowdy way but okay of course he stole money which is a bad thing yeah but okay so mr shelton is currently being held in the Oka okaloosa county jail he is charged with robbery grand theft drug possession and foolishness apparently as you can see <laughs> with how he decided to go about this thing <laughs> so you know he's gonna spend his time in jail so anyway uh this was just a ridiculous story and <laughs> We hope you're not out there mm-hmm. trying to 
do your getaway in a taxi, you're obviously going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I hope that criminals can be this foolish so it's easier to just catch them up. Like, it's easier 100%. to get them apprehended. Yeah. And it's going to make life easy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I guess this is it from us with all these ridiculous scenarios happening. Um, this was Jerry Benedict. And I'm Justin Wanda. Make sure to follow us on our show on our socials, mm-hmm. sorry, <laughs> on our socials at News by the Catalyst on Twitter and News by, News by the Catalyst on Instagram and at Hey. Nina Shidwo. Goza. Make sure to follow us on our socials at News by the Catalyst on Instagram and News by Catalyst on Twitter and everywhere you can find us. Yeah, ever so, you can find news by the catalyst. So yes. this was a wrap for us. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. With the tribe, it's a new age groove. One step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tomb. I was set in the style. No, it is what it is. Chamuhimu new high. Good vibes when we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove. One step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tomb. I was set in the style.